PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Hey, it's a cold opening, Blake. Welcome back to another EM Border Bombs podcast where board studying continues to be enjoyable and fun. I am Iltafat Hussein, joined finally, finally by the great one and only Dr. Briggs. Hey, are you back this time? I'm back. I'm, I'm physically here. I'm ready. I'm oh, checked good, in. good. All right, we'll continue. I'll keep carrying Tuned us in. Tuned and uh, carry on my back like I did the other <laughs> pod, you know, but that's fine. Hey, this is a continuing series uh, in collaboration that we have with ASAP's Peer Board Review. They give us questions and we give them our awesome voices. Hey, for every 15-minute episode, we drop high yield board knowledge. We like to say, come for the STEM, stay for the content. Sign up at EM Board Bombs. Follow us on Twitter. We got thousands of followers now, Instagram thousands. as well. Thousands, thousands, hey, and growing. Uh, do you remember that time over the past two years where I did several podcasts alone? Okay, okay. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. You know what, Doctor Briggs? Are you ready for the topic? <laughs> you know, people don't want to hear excuses. You know, just because you finished residency doesn't mean <laughs> that you keep getting to you know throw out excuses, right? Like, let's let's just do this thing. All right. So let me let me. Um, are you, wait, hold on. Do we not have a question stem here? Like a funny question, Stan? No, that's your job usually. That's the that's the Hussein department. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Briggs. You know, I thought, hey, you know, I was I was putting in extra work here. All right, let's move on. Let's actually do the question. Let's just do it. All right. A 16, 7-year-old woman presents with left eye pain and blurry vision. Over the past day, she denies trauma to the eye and exposure to foreign bodies. Examination reveals injective conjunctiva in the left eye and photophobia. Visual acuity is 20-30 in her right eye and 2100 in her left eye with the normal intraocular pressures bilaterally. No visual field cuts are noted. Slit lamp examination reveals a significant number of cells in the anterior chamber. Fluorescein examination is normal. What is the correct disposition? Am I getting choices? <laughs> is it A, discharge with instructions to use prescription antibiotic eye drops for one week, B, explain the cause of symptoms, assure the patient they are temporary and discharge. C, instill a psychoplegic eye drop and tell the patient to see an ophthalmologist in 24 to 48 hours. D, request an emergent ophthalmologic assessment in the emergency department. Or is it E, start steroid eye drops? I feel like that's always just something that's out there. What is it, Dr. Briggs? choice here is going to be C, instill cycloplegics, tell the patient to see an ophthalmologist in 24 to 48 hours. Boom. This is a good one. This is a good one. Hey, quick thing. Uh, you know, I was just thinking, uh, photophobia, mm -hmm. that sounds like an actual phobia. It is. Scared of photos. It it, it's got a dual usage. I looked it up. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I didn't. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You, did you believe me? For a second there, you did. I love it. I love it. I still, still have it. Yeah, so I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners were probably thinking steroid eye drops because I'm sure they thought this case was what we all think it is, which is, you know, iritis. Right. But the big thing is we're going to learn in a few minutes as we go through it is that as an emergency medicine provider, I would very, very rarely, if ever, prescribe steroids unless there's an ophthalmologist seeing the patient in the ED <laughs> and telling me yeah. to do it. You know, I, I will tell you, I personally, without opto involvement, I prescribe steroids. Bold move. Oh, zero times. <laughs> 
that's good. I was going to say, oh, that's pretty aggressive, but I would never do that. But so let's talk about the diagnosis here. The diagnosis in this case is pretty clear. It's iritis, otherwise known as anterior uveitis. Yeah, yeah. And that's inflammation of the anterior segment of the uvea and ciliary muscle. Ah, uh, that ciliary muscle. God, the ciliary muscle gets in the way of everything. The key finding is cells seen on slit lamp examination, which differentiates iritis from uveitis. Yes. And the photophobia is caused by ciliary spasm. So a cycloplegic <sighs> agent, like cyclopentolate or tropicamide, should be given to help with pain relief. What are the big complications of iritis, Dr. you're saying? Yeah, so, you know, things, you know, one of the reasons we want that 24 to 48 hour workup and why that's in the answer choice is the thing you worry about the most is an ER doc, right? That includes vision loss. <laughs> the answer to every eye issue. <laughs> that's really all you're worried about. <laughs> Is vision loss. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah. So or missing something else. Yes. Yes. This is true. Yes. And that's fair too. Yes, missing something else. Prednisolone drops should be started only after consultation with ophthalmology. You know, we've talked about that, right? Bingo. The clinical presentation of anterior uveitis includes periocular pain, photophobia, blurred vision ciliary flush <laughs> and a smaller irregular shaped pupil hmm. and in this case slit lamp examination findings they're going to reveal these floating particles in the anterior chamber and turbidity in the equus humor equus humor. i know i can never pronounce it i'm sorry it's a very greek word i know hey what type of response is uh anterior uveitis? hey so i'm gonna go with uh, autoimmune yeah that's like the response to everything <laughs> It's always autoimmune, man. Right. Hey, so it can be isolated or develop in association with, here's some favorite board connections. Oh, gosh. Seronegative spondyloarthropathies. Stop. That Stop. is a $2 word. Uh, it could also be associated with herpes simplex, herpes zoster, sarcoidosis, and Bichette disease. You related to that guy, Bichette? That sounds like Eastern. No, I'm, I'm related to Bichette. <laughs> It has also been associated with malignancy and ulcerative colitis, of course, right? Of course. Before hey, can making... you just throw celiac on here as well, please? <laughs> please. Oh, okay, wait, whatever. All right. So before making the diagnosis of iritis, it is very important to rule out, you know, common things like trauma <laughs> and foreign bodies on the initial evaluation. Hey, if you want tips on doing an eye exam, we have two pods already on the eye exam. One was the, remember, foreign body, you have to flip the eyelids. And then right. the other podcast we did was It's the Bloody Eye, Hyphema. Yes. And those pods actually generated a lot of listenership, which means, like all of you, no one's comfortable taking care of eye complaints. They aren't. And I think the other thing is maybe it was just of me having angst because I do remember the Bloody Eye podcast. I just complained most of the time. Yeah, so but I think it turned people, out it's like one of our best hits. It was, right? I think that's what residents like to see me do the most is just complain. Is complain, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of your evals. I remember when I was uh, when I was training at Wake. Right, right. People were just like love, yeah. love, love his love his pessimistic attitude he brings. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so what's the what's the other answer choice here? Let's talk about why everything else is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. Let's back up. Actually, one more thing. So other things you'd see on exam would be an injected limbus. That's always a classic phrase they like to put in the question as well. You remember that? I don't. 
you're gonna see like a, a limbal injection which is a, a noted amount of redness around the outer ring of the iris that's classic for iritis they didn't really put it in this question here they just put injected conjunctiva they didn't specifically tell you that because they didn't want to just give it away but whenever you see right. injected limbus or conjunctival redness around the outer ring of the iris that's classic for iritis um they they're right. guaranteeing telling you that that is what it is also it's known as injective conjunctiva sure how did i say it <laughs> no i'm just making a joke you know oh. sort of, sort of saying, i'm wondering thing. like did i say it right no, you said it right. These are all very, uh, you know, tough, um, tough words. You know, there's just a there lot are. of just, yeah. Hey, let's talk about what the other interests are wrong. Yeah, why yeah. can't I? Why can't I give antibiotics to this patient? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good question. Um, so what what do we use antibiotics for? Well, other than just to give people to patients, even when it's a viral conjunctivitis. <laughs> uh, one week course of <laughs> ophthalmologic antibiotics would be the appropriate treatment for a corneal abrasion. In this mm. case, a corneal abrasion is unlikely given the negative fluorescein examination, and that's key. Mm-hmm. Again, important to do that fluorescein examination to rule out an abrasion because of the eye complaint. Yeah, exactly. Do that full eye exam. We talked about this last podcast. Standard yeah. eye exam every time. Do not yeah. skip steps at all. Especially that you know, flipping the eyelid part. That's yes, important. that. There's another one coming up you shouldn't skip. We'll talk about it in a minute. Right. So, hey, reassurance and discharge, that's appropriate if... The diagnosis were subconjunctival hemorrhage, right. which is basically, honestly, what the question was hinting at when they said injected conjunctiva. However, right. the patient has injection of the conjunctiva with no signs of frank hemorrhage. And so it's not a true subconjunctival hemorrhage. I know a picture is worth a thousand words, but that's right. not what this question is describing at all. Also, no. patient with photophobia is not suggestive of, of a subconjunctival hemorrhage. So right. patients with that hemorrhage have no symptoms other than the hemorrhage itself. And usually I think it's important to note they might throw some conjunctival hemorrhage here, but they'll proceed it with someone coughing or having a sneezing mm-hmm. spell or they woke up in the morning with it and they have no other symptoms. That is the key. If you see some variation on some other symptom that they're presenting with, then it's not that. I got a really good question I just thought of that the boards could take. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. You got a patient mm-hmm. that comes in, they describe a subconjunctival hemorrhage, and they ask for management options. And mm-hmm. one of the management options, oh, and he says in the question, Sam, he's been having a cough for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. One of the management options is test him for a pertussis. I like it. You like That's that? That's great. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, hey, well, let's workshop that. Sounds good. I hey, just wanted to say workshop. <laughs> workshop. So here's the thing. Emergent ophthalmology consultation is the right action for patients mm-hmm. with retinal attachment. Mm-hmm. and any sudden vision loss, obviously. And that's the thing we're going to request an emergent ophthalmology assessment in the emergency department. So vision or life-threatening emergencies is when you call ophthalmology. Here's the deal, Dr. saying, and this is what mm-hmm. I think a lot of our listeners may not understand that are in academic settings. Uh, and I understand this, thankfully, because I'm in an academic setting which doesn't have 24-7 ophthalmology coverage. There's no fellows. And so we only call ophthalmologists from a nearby clinic. And trust me, they're not going to come in unless it's a true vision-threatening emergency. Right, right. Which is totally reasonable. That's the way. That's the way the rest of the world works. Yeah, and really, let's be real. Retinal detachment is pretty much the only reason because that's the mm-hmm. only thing that opto would do Absolutely. right away. And even as ER docs, we're getting pretty good at being able to tell, um, you know, doing bedside ultrasound if it is a retinal detachment or not. Either way, but again, you should, you know, talk to opto about that. Where I'm getting into this though, and that's why choice D is in here about requesting emergent ophthalmology assessment and thinking about retinal attachment is that we have to get better at doing our eye exams. And I feel like a lot 
of emergency residents and maybe emergency doctors who are relying on having ophthalmology in that 24-7 care facility, you know, a fellow you can call all day, every day for corneal abrasion. That's not standard of care for like the rest of the world. So get better at doing your full eye exam, as we said earlier, making sure you're flipping eyelids on patients, making sure you're doing fluorescent, making sure you're doing a slip lamp, making sure you're testing visual fields. It's You have to be thorough yeah. on all these patients. It's, it's, it's relatively basic. I mean, the, it is. the only thing you're not doing in it's the effort. ER is dilating eyes. Yeah. You, you don't need to be dilating eyes. You don't have so to, and you have an ultrasound to look at the retina. So. Right, right, exactly. Anyway, all right. So although the patient complains of blurry vision in this stem and has visual acuity affected, no visual field cuts were found on exam. Also, she has pain. She has photophobia. And retinal attachments are classically painless. They're always painless. And they usually have like a sense of flashing halos and floaters too. So a good slit lamp exam with fluorescent stain is essential to the diagnosis of eye emergency as we talked about. And you should always document visual acuities and fields as we talked about. And anytime those don't suggest a vision-threatening emergency, you don't need to emergently call ophthalmology on the test, especially. I think that's all we got. Hey, let's take us out. Hey, just take I'm us sick out. of this. Hey, don't start steroids as hey, eye drops. Yeah, just stop. Don't. Just don't ever do that. All right. Don't, don't ever do that. Don't don't do that. Doctor Hussein and I can disagree a lot of things. We know that's we know that's wrong. Don't do that's that. That's wrong. Just don't. And and don't don't and don't count. And I wouldn't start steroids even if an ophthalmologist is on the phone with you and they haven't seen the patient. I still wouldn't do it. I'd say, yeah, you know what? They can see you in a day. I'm just going to yeah. get some cycloplegics. Thanks for the call. Uh, just dendritically. <laughs> right. That's another oh, pod. Hey, so we are out now. Another board bomb delivered. Find us on Twitter. We got thousands of followers there. Thank you to all the people following and retweeting and sending us DMs. It keeps us alive. Tons Our of handles. DMs. EM board bombs, Instagram as well. Drop us an Apple review. Really appreciate those. It's been nice to see those trickling in every week. A couple. Uh, trying to get to a thousand. Trying to get to a thousand. Remember, remember, we were just trying to hit like ten. I know, right? Back in the day. I know. How, how far we've come. How far we've come. See you next time.